Let me read this. Okay, so Daniela is saying, I absolutely loved that meditation. I'm excited to do it more when it's on the podcast. What came through were just deeper feelings of faith, gratitude, abundance, and self-reverence to be of service. And that is to be a higher level of service that money supports me. I love that. I love that. I love that. So what would the, what was the frequency for you, Daniela? And I'd love you to, I'm going to stop the music. <laughs> um, what was, because I, I really want us to, to get this concept of, if I say the feeling path, do you guys know what I mean by that? Right? Does that make sense to you? So what would you say your feeling path was, Daniela? Let's track this in our system. And when you're watching the recording, I want you to really pause the recording and think about it. Can I share here? I th it, yes, will, it will be easier for me to um, describe it. Um, so the so I guess the 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 feelings were, or actually the frequency was just like very expansive. I mean, it started. So for me, it started out as a feeling to mm -hmm. to, to think about where I wanted to go and who I wanted to become. It started out as a feeling. And that feeling was very expansive, gratitude, faith, trust, resonance, and abundance. And getting that deeper into my body and holding that is what felt like it shifted, not just leaving my body, but the feeling became that frequency. Mm -hmm. And I could just really, it was just my heart. And then it, it went into my stomach. So at first I could feel these feelings of contraction when we started at the, at the first scene. There were these feelings of contraction and kind of like the the previous attitude. And then after that started shifting, the feelings really took form. And then those feelings created that frequency, which is has just stuck and went deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, I mean, I feel I feel really amazing now. <laughs> I feel, I'm like, yes, like so juicy and just joyful and yeah, like it was so interesting because when I first started to breathe, it was like, it was painful to breathe actually. And that was really interesting that it was, that I could feel my body feeling painful to breathe. And then as I kind of went deeper into my body and expanded, it went from pain to very joyful and ple pleasurable, which is kind of the entire experience of alchemizing that pain into gold and then dropping it into the body. Um, so for me, what came through was also, we have these feelings and those feelings can turn, those feelings, whether good or bad, that becomes our frequency if we decide what feelings we wanna choose to come into our subconscious or not. And so, yeah, really holding the feelings, that's really what becomes the frequency. And it was really interesting to have that kind of like realization of, oh okay I get it now just what you've shared is so powerful because that's the difference you've just taken what we've been talking about from yesterday of like we've gone from a theory but you've now just experienced it right and so when you've got something experienced somatically like it just becomes part of who you are right and that's what we want to do with these practices what I want you guys to think about, and I'm going to stand up to say this. So, Daniela, I just want you to, to, to instruct me so you guys can see this in my body. In that first feeling, in that first scene, and, and I promise you there's a point to this, you said that you contracted. Where were you contracted? So, I, it was like a contraction with my 
arm. Yes. Like that. And also my stomach, cause my stomach was hurting. It just like, it was just painful. Like I felt like kind of like a crippled old woman. <laughs> if no, 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 that's, that's, that's so helpful. So it's crippled old woman. So what I want you guys to see, if we're going to take this to the next level and we're actually going to go deeper with the energetic accelerator, right? And we're actually in our bodies and we're talking about the somatic element of manifestation, right? And every attitude has got a persona, right? This is going a little bit into shadow, but I'm sure you guys are going to get this with me. So what is a persona? Persona is a mask that we play in the world. It's not who we are. We are everything, right? But in our life, we play masks. So each attitude has got a persona. How do we know that the persona is here? Because our body moves with it. And so we've got this old lady for you, Daniela. But let's say it's like I'm angry or I'm having a tantrum and it's my little girl coming out. How do we know if we're aware, right? What does our little girl do? You know, it's, it's, it's very physiological. So it's not even just about tracking the thoughts that we're having. It's like, can I track my body? right? Am I in contraction? Okay, guys, I'm going to deepen this for you because I know that we can get this. Let's go to Joe Dispenza's um, work. What do we know? When we're in contraction, what happens to our magnetic field? It shrinks. So whatever we're visualizing when we're in contraction in stress, does it go to formless? No. It's like you're sending a signal out there, but the radio isn't on the right channel, so it doesn't arrive. So it's hyper important that we notice our attitude, because if we're all like contracted, so if we had Daniela standing up there and she's described that so beautifully, right? It's like we're contracted. Old woman was the, the wording you used, right? And then talk me through my body. What did I do next? Um, okay. So there was the contraction and it's kind of like, it was, it was hard to breathe, which made me contract more, but then I breathed into that and I could feel my body actually start to relax. Mm -hmm. and kind of, it surrendered. Mm -hmm. So it really relaxed. And then throughout the med meditation, I could feel like, I could feel that I was starting to expand upwards. Like I was like getting really excited and my body movement was just an expansion and just rising yes like that very you, much so so notice guys that there's not just a thought journey there is a somatic journey right from like this right to this and what do we know about the frequency and the the, the magnetic power that we have and we're like this right we're not manifesting because we're contracted so that somatic very physiological shift to that right now the visualization is going to work. So how do we know if our manifestation meditations are working? You check in with your body. Am I contracted? Am I breathing? What was slightly different about this alpha wave, brain wave, is that we spent a wee bit of time getting embodied first, right? Did you notice? Did that make a difference for you guys? Because I wanted it to be less heady and more of like a visceral experience. Yes, it did make a difference. Because we don't realize, guys, when we're busy doing things, and I notice this when I go and lie down and do a, a, a massage, I'm like, sometimes I lie down and I'm like, oh my God, I just realized I haven't been in my body all day. And we do this all of the time, okay? 
But this is also part of the energy and manifestation work. Like, can I bring consciousness to every single cell? So Tam, you noticed a difference getting in your body first. Yeah, it's so interesting because sometimes when I'm having a thought feeling cycle, I'm not mentally aware of it, but my body tells me what's going on. Absolutely. Because sometimes we're just in our work day and we don't notice, right? But then you realize, oh, I haven't breathed deeply all day. <laughs> you know, right? And then you're like, oh, I must be stressed. But we don't notice because it's just, it's, it's a radio wave that we're used to being on. So for some of you guys, you're going to resonate more with like the mental plane and you're going to find it easier to manifest from that. Some of you are going to be feelers, right? You're going to be super somatic and you're going to find this easier through tracking through your body. Ideally, we want to be bringing awareness in both. Okay. Ideally, that's like understanding the human being. Sandra says this meditation was very profound for me. You know how much I love Alpha. So yes, we'll speak to Adam to make sure that you guys have got this so you can keep being with this, right? Now, there's also going to be a subsect of you that struggle being embodied. There is going to be a subsect of you that watch the replay and you have a horrible time, okay? And I was very, very aware of that because we spent a long time getting into our body, okay? Before we even went into the alpha brainwave. If some of you spend very little time in your body, that might have brought up anxiety. That might have brought up icky feelings. You might have had an emotion, okay? If that was you, or maybe you've just had a hyper-stressful day, because some days it feels good to be in your body, and some days you get into your body and you're like, I am stressed. <laughs> it doesn't mean that you've done it wrong. Okay, it just means that maybe we need to put more focus in being in our body, right? Maybe for you, that's a cue that you want to be doing this meditation every single day. Because if you're doing this meditation every single day, you're hitting two birds, one stone, okay? Which is I'm getting in my body and I'm manifesting. So notice that this meditation isn't just about ding, nailed it. It's a process of mastery within the meditation, you know, that we're going to get better and better at. I did struggle a bit as I could hear noises around me, so I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, I also need to redo it. The noises were outside were distracting for me. Were they my noises or were they your noises? My noise, okay, okay. <laughs> know that we might think it's noises outside, but that is also a sign of maybe resistance of being in your body. Yeah. Okay. Or in my head, lol. Yes. Thank you, Natalie. That is what I wanted to say. <laughs> um, oh yeah. I realized that. Yes. Resistance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Being in our body can be one of the scariest things, guys, if we're not used to it. Okay. Especially if we've got an accelerated nervous system, especially like, you know, that was so beautiful for me to guide that meditation today. Cause I've been like upset and I've been worried. Right. And so it got me into this real peaceful state. I was like, oh, this is so good. Let's just do meditation for two hours, even though I was guiding it. But there might be other days where, you know, I don't want to be in my body for whatever reason. And then I could be really annoyed at an outside noise, you know, but just know what's underneath that. Yeah. Sandra says letting go is a big thing for me. Yes. Okay. And if letting go was a big thing for you, you would have been challenged at this meditation. Because it was very, very body based. And I don't usually take you that body based. I usually take you more energetic right? What is energetic? The body is within our energy field. So to do a very energetic manifestation process, you don't need to be in your body. 
But today we really got into our body first because I want us to start using this as a tool. Okay, so really interesting. If you found it difficult, keep doing it. Yeah, so I'm just like, this is where I need to work on. Yes, 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 yes. And most modern humans do, you know? I, I mean, I'm, I, I, I don't know if you guys have this experience where you realize that you've been busy all day. You know, a lot of us are business owners here. And then I'm like, oh, I haven't been in my body all day. And this is when these kind of things are really good, yeah? I like to think of the noises to help me go deeper rather than distraction. That's a really good cue from Tam. If you struggle with the noises, you can tell yourself, you know, at this level, it's that the noises help me go deeper and deeper. This is also, by the way, a longer meditation. So for those of you guys that need to build the focus meditation muscle, that's where we can start feeling bored again resistance <laughs> we start getting distracted again resistance okay so if you found it in any of that realm of those words I would like you to do this on a really regular basis when we get this in the podcast and you can update us in the group right and the, the, you know when I talk about stacking wins and celebrating processes and celebrating like steps towards the goal like celebrate oh I spent you know 70 percent concentrated versus 20% last time. That's a huge win. Okay. That's a huge win. It's not about being perfect yogis. <laughs> it's about being on the path. Okay. Which we are all on. Okay. Amazing. And another one that you can also say is if I'm getting irritated by noise, it's like, it's a weird one. You can say, I give permission to the noise to be here. So Sandra, you could say, I can give permission to my boyfriend to make. <laughs> and then it's like, it almost allows you to tolerate it, right? This is what I have to do in India. India is super duper noisy and I'm used to just being in my little forest, you know? So when I was in, in India last time, everyone was getting very triggered. And I would just say to myself, I allow the noises to be him. And then they just don't bother you, okay? But amazing, great work, everybody. I love the fact that we got to do this together. I love the fact that you just allowed yourself to have the experience and that's worth to be celebrated, okay? Law of assumption. In my head, just giving you this, you're gonna be able to tell me why the law of assumption works. Can you tell for the energetic accelerator? I'm like not teaching you anything. I want you to tell me the answers to see how much we've learned. <laughs> Why does the law of assumption work when we understand attitude? It's so funny. I spoke to my former before I know. It's so funny. I spoke to my former before I know about manifestation and assumption. And he was like, it seems you're assuming that this will happen. And I was like, yes. Yeah. So you're like, that's the idea. <laughs> That's how it works. By your former, do you mean your former partner? Okay. I wondered, because I thought I saw a story of you guys together. And I was like, I'm going to let Daniela tell me, but I'm nosy and I suspect that this is happening. <laughs> And then I thought to myself, who am I to judge? Because I did the exact same with Craig last year. <laughs> we are dating without expectations. Okay, amazing. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's why we're all glowing and wearing red. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, guys, why does the law of assumption work? Why does the law of assumption work? Now that we understand attitude, why does the law of assumption work? And yes, you're absolutely right. I can't go three, four days without talking about the law of fucking assumption. <laughs> Why does it work? Let's get this in a way that we've never got it before. 
Tam, you can also answer. <laughs> like, can also be part of the school pop quiz. With assumption, there is no doubt. Oh my God, I've never even thought about that. That's so true. Not what I was going to teach, but don't you love that? When you're really in the law of assumption, there is no doubt. That's like a deeper level of understanding it. Not what I was going to go through, but yes, that is correct. So with Maya, I assume that Maya be well <laughs> tomorrow. But did you notice that when Sandra threw in the chat and the cat died? Did you notice I didn't accept the idea? I was like, I see that. And that's what we get to do, okay? Why does the law of assumption work? Now we understand attitude. Because it's our being, so how could it not work out? Yes, but tie this to attitude. I think the law of assumption works because what you believe you create, yes. But let's tie this to attitude. Look at the diagram that I've just given you guys, okay? We've just done this. We have our situation, and then we have our attitude, which is thoughts, feelings, and actions, okay? What are we doing when we use the law of assumption, when we get into the state of the wish fulfilled? It's super duper simple. It's going to be like the last set of questions where you guys are going to be like, oh, it's obvious. <laughs> We're already thinking and feeling and acting as if it's already happened. Yes. So Natalie says you get into the frequency of being, doing and having and you take action from that place. Yes. You guys are getting closer. That it's going to happen. Yes or yes. Yes. OK. But I want you guys to relate it to the situation. I'm going to tell you because um, because it, it might not be clear. OK. So what did we do today? and yesterday, right? What is the premise of attitude? Or what do I hope that you guys have taken as a fundamental learning that maybe I've not explained to you in this way before? And you can tell me if this has landed or not. In life, as human beings, we let the situations control our attitude, right? When we let situations control our attitude, what are we doing? We're living outside, in. This is happening. So my thinking, feeling, and doing is this, right? What's incredible about the law of assumption and why I bang on about it is that when we're using the law of assumption to manifest, does it matter the situations in our life? Are we allowing the situations in our life to control us? No, right? When we're using the law of assumption, and this is the bit that you guys were getting to in the chat, our attitude is already in correlation to what we desire to be creating, right? So the law of assumption is basically the final stage of the process that we've just gone through. But when we're using the law of assumption, we're not even letting the situation affect us, right? 
when we're using the law of assumption, we're in the inside out creating. So again, I wanna come back to these words, unshakable, unstoppable. It's like all of these things and circumstances can happen around me, but because I'm operating from the law of assumption, they don't rock me, right? It's like me today, you know, guys, I locked myself out and I live in a very secure house. So I had to get someone to literally remove the lock, okay? Tomorrow we might have to have the door removed because they like it's it's just a whole fucking thing, okay? I am an avid dog mum, so Maya got every fucking test, okay? <laughs> every test, all of them. We did the stretchy, we did the thing. We're going for more tomorrow. This shit costs money, and I've just come back from Dubai, where I had to pay for extra hotels, okay? So letting the situation affect me, what would my attitude be? Money's going to run out, blah, 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 blah. Even though realistically money is not going to run out. But it, but, but one of what I want you guys to understand, and this is a deepening as well, okay? There are deep survival-based human wounds that run in our DNA, in our ancestry. And one of them is there is not enough, right? So that's why... It's very easy for this to be triggered in us. It's a deep human DNA survival fear, right? So that's why situations like bills and money and da da da, it like it it really it really activates something that's very like primordial, very linked to our survival. And people as human beings right now, we're going through an evolution of like, no, I no longer choose to believe that there's not enough. So when I'm operating in the wish fulfilled, the wish fulfilled for me is I'm in my next financial goal. In my next financial goal, does it matter if I have to pay a grand <laughs> randomly because of dog processes and doors? Doesn't. Okay. So when you're in the wish fulfilled, the situation is not even an issue because you rise above it. Do you see what I mean? When you're in the wish fulfilled, it's like you're rising above life. You're rising above situations. Now, what's really interesting, if you read Bob Proctor's texts, and Bob Proctor has done this teaching for a lot longer than I, you know, he, he passed away at 87. Do you know what he said the number one thing that got between people's dreams and goals? Can you guess it? Circumstance. And people let that circumstance change their attitude instead of the other way around. So know that the law of assumption is one of the most powerful tools that you can use because you rise above circumstance. If you can rise above circumstance, you guys are playing in a whole different fucking field, right? If you're rising above circumstance, there is no one nor no thing no, no situation that can take your power away. Do you see? Do you see? Okay. So we've got this. Lots are coming in the chat. Okay. The situation in our life is going to happen and check that we're going to stay in alignment with our attitude to what we desire, living inside out. The universe is like, okay, dang, you really get it. Yes. Uh, gonna send her tons of her healing vibes. Yeah. Love you, Maya. She's already healed. She is. Okay, fear, self-doubt. 
themselves. You can rise, but yeah, lim limitless baby. Yes. Okay. That's why I bang on about it. So you can ask yourself as you're navigating things, right? A 10 out of 10 attitude is a wish fulfilled attitude. Whatever your attitude is in the wish fulfilled, that's your 10 out of 10 attitude. Okay. Danielle, are you giving a dance for the wish fulfilled attitude? Is <laughs> did it deserve a dance? Fuck it out. You know when you brought a good concept when someone like gives it a dance, I'm like, I feel validated. <laughs> Sandra's gonna get another dance. Maya's actually just come out, guys. So she liked that. The healing vibes and the dancing. She's just stood up. Did you come next to me? You good baby, aren't you? Okay. So that's what I want to really close with a wish fulfilled. And I already brought that into the meditation because in the final vision, we're in the wish fulfilled. Okay. Now we've got 15 minutes left, guys. And I want to finish with a piece on risk taking. Now this is slightly different, but does everyone feel complete with the wish fulfilled? Like, I feel like we've done a new collection, like a new clothesline. And it's like wish fulfilled, like X <laughs> attitude. Do you know what I mean? Like when you do a collaboration, that's what I feel like we've done. <laughs> um, and if we've not got any more questions, I want us to talk about risk taking because this is really, really hyper important. Okay. Okay. Got a got a little heart. Got a little emoji. Dropping those emojis. You feeling better, Baba? From sat next to me since yesterday. Just behind Baby, I think she's feeling better. I think she got, she felt your energy, guys. So, I'm going to read this, okay, Bob Proctor's take, and then I'm going to give you an extension to this. I actually don't believe we can live extraordinary lives and do the energy work if we don't know how to take risks, because the definition of energetics is faith before we can see it right? I don't believe that we can learn how to take risks until we've learned how to fail. So for me, this is all part of this work. Most people are like, oh, I'll take a risk, but only if you promise me I'll be successful. It's not how it works. We become great risk takers, guys, when we know that we can handle the failure. We become great risk takers when we know that we can handle it not working, right? In business, you're gonna take risks and some things and some things will take longer, but you can only fail guys if you give up because as long as you keep taking risks and you keep staying plugged in, your success is inevitable, okay? Hyper important. The dictionary tells us that to risk, that a risk is to expose oneself to the chance of loss. Hear that. A risk by definition, and I'm going to do that annoying thing where I read and then I really drill a point home, is to expose, right, oneself to the chance of loss. I suppose that is true. Another piece of literature suggests to laugh is to risk appearing the fool. To weep is to risk appearing sentimental. To reach out for another is a risk to involve. 
To expose feelings is to risk exposing your true self. To place your ideas, your dreams before a crowd is to risk their loss. To love is to risk not being loved in return. To live is to risk dying. To hope is to risk despair. To try is to risk failure. Everything good in your life, guys, will involve risk. When I met Craig, it was the most terrified I've ever been dating. Because I loved him. And I knew to lose love hurts. When you take a risk on your dreams and your business, you're scared because you really care, right? But to not risk anything, to not try, what's the sacrifice? The sacrifice is life, right? So if we can come to terms with loss and not be fearful of loss, that's how we become free. Because what's the greater context of the energetic accelerator? What's the greater context of understanding attitude and manifestation? It's that you guys have chosen the bravery to go for your dreams. The bravery to love, to be loved, to be in your bodies, to want to build beautiful businesses. And so you're always going to run the risk of failure. Right? So how can we create a great attitude around failure, right? This is the nitty and gritty. This is the work. Being greater than our current physical situation. Yeah, it's always going to take a risk. It's always going to take a risk. And so Bob says, you may avoid suffering and sorrow if you don't risk. But you simply cannot learn, feel, change, grow, love, or live. The greatest hazard in life is to risk nothing at all. The person who risks nothing does nothing, thus has nothing. Only a person who risks is free. And I want you to think about this in your business, and I want to tie this to what we just did with the avoidance challenge, right? To be visible is to risk being rejected and not liked. I've received a lot of that this year. Yeah. I feel like in this energetic accelerator, I want to support you guys with the energetic and the realistic and setting you guys up in both planes. What causes individuals? Wait, Daniela said, I'd rather risk, expand, and live than not know what if. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why extraordinary lives require courage and resilience, right? What causes individuals to shy away from taking a risk, even if it's a low risk and it will give something they want? Well, certainly high on most people's list would be fear of loss, failure, and perceived humiliation if the loss was to occur. Why would we automatically think that we would fail at something? Why wouldn't we first try and see? And then if we did fail, learn from that experience and move on. What causes us to have these thoughts of inferiority? It dates back to our little life. And since risk-taking is likely not a subject taught at school or a person, a person's fear of taking risks might stem back to before they can even remember. 
When you were a child taking your very first steps, it wasn't uncommon to hear your parents or guardians say, be careful, you may fall. Or don't do that, you'll. Though some of this is rhetoric and you don't really pay much attention to it, for some, it begins the pattern of playing it safe. What I want you to notice in reading this text is that Bob Proctor isn't teaching you to not fail. Bob Proctor isn't teaching you to protect yourself from pain at all cost. He's teaching you to be braver enough to fail, to lose, to grieve. So important. Think of how much better equipped we would be to face life's challenges and succeed if we'd repeatedly heard, take a chance and don't worry about falling because you're gonna fall probably quite often. Falling is an important part of learning. <laughs> Many of the greatest lessons you'll receive in life are gonna come from falling, from your failures. Failing will never make you a failure unless you quit. Unfortunately, very few people heard that when they were small. The vast majority of our population have been mentally programmed to play it safe. A little baby is a natural born risk taker. The baby never considers the consequences of falling when learning how to walk. Falling is acknowledged as a natural consequence to learning to walk. I guess you call it a calculated gamble. It's a prerequisite to master a myriad of motor skills required to get you on your feet and moving. It's a natural progression in movement. Why then would we stop to consider that any movement into uncharted territory should be viewed, viewed under a different consideration, right? Building your business is gonna involve risk and it's gonna involve falling building your relationship. Craig and I fell flat on our faces last year. <laughs> but the ROI on our breakup, guys, like, fuck, we've never been happier. I'm like, I ain't got shit to say about our relationship anymore because it's going so well. But like, we fell 70 million times in two months, <laughs> you know? The brave win, guys. Why is it that we do not see the process of reaching our goals as having steps similar to the ones that a baby must take in order to learn how to walk? There will be some stumbling and some falling in the learning process, but success can only be reached when we're prepared to take those steps, all of them, even the ones where we may fall down. The real win is the confidence and experience that we acquire, which translate into new opportunities for growth, enjoyment, and expansion in all areas of our life. There's a four letter word that most parents use around their children frequently that they pick up and before too long, it's buried in the treasury of their subconscious mind. And that four letter word is can't. This word has done more damage than a lot of frowned upon four letter words put together. Can't is a word that paralyzes any constructive process or progress. It switches your mind into a negative frequency. It's a four-letter word that will open your mind to a never-ending flow of logical, practical reasons which enable you to justify why you're not able to do something that you sincerely want to accomplish. The only alternative to that four-letter word is its polar opposite. I can. And it's far more important than any IQ. You don't necessarily have to be very smart to win, but you must be willing. Reaching the goal is not success. Success is moving towards the goal. I'm going to repeat that. Reaching the goal is not success. It's reaching towards the goal that is successful. That means every single one of you here right now that is brave enough to have a goal, to have a dream, to have a desire, 
you're successful now. Not then, not when it's here, now. Taking risks is essential when you want to reach a goal and the purpose of goals is growth. Can you guys hear Maya? She's licking me. She's like stood up and she's licking me and it's so cute and she's feeling better. You are. You're a brave soldier. You are my brave When you challenge yourself to bring more of yourself to the surface, if you dream of living your life in a really big way, you must accept risk-taking as a very real part of the apprenticeship that you must serve. Make a decision right now to change. Decide this very moment. There will be no more playing it safe. No more saving it for a rainy day type of thinking in your life. When people get caught up in the habit of saving for a rainy day, that's what they usually get, a rainy day. There's a number of people that limit themselves and refuse to take a risk. They never really truly test the strength of their abilities. You will never get a set to second base if you keep one foot on the first, right? We've talked about this. What's a burning desire? A burning desire is when you allow yourself to burn the path before you. So there's no choice of going back. Mm -hmm. This is this. Too many people go through their entire lives playing their cards close to their chest. They never step out and bet on the um bet on wait they never step out and bet on the surest thing in the world themselves if you hope to accumulate great wealth or achieve high goals history records that the first few steps have a high degree of risk you must turn your back on safety and security to make it big you must take big risks you will very likely have to put yourself in a highly vulnerable position it is also worth remembering you cannot almost take a risk Eleanor Roosevelt said, you gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you stop and look fear in the face. Follow her advice and liberate yourself from the crippling emotional state of fear and enter into a world of freedom. Why am I telling that? Guys, this work is going to require that of you. We can do the visualizations. We can do the alpha brainwaves until the cows come home. But if you're not partaking in life, if you're not taking the risks, if you're not willing to fail, if you're not willing to bet yourself, you're learning the energetics, but you're keeping one toe in the water. You're dipping a toe in, right? The attitude for our dreams requires this, right? The most watched live that we have in the school is when I did a live called um, Bless the Mess because we're all so desperate to not feel judgment in the messy middle right you can't fail you can't get it wrong if you keep believing in you it doesn't matter how messy it looks it just matters that you keep going it doesn't matter if the result is here you're successful for even being on the journey Sandra says, I need to watch that one. People loved it. It was really like, I think it was another kind of this situation where just life was messy for me. And I was like, <laughs> I've listened to it more than once. Yeah. The punishment was this. So interesting. My parents used the word can't a lot. And yet when I was doing gymnastics, every time they said can't would actually punish us because the word wasn't accepted. Wow. The punishment was push-ups, which none of us wanted to do lol. So we would actually learn to say we can or I can. I love that. <laughs> That's a good training. 
so sweet. She's so strong like her mama. She is. She is. She's a pit bull. You can't poison my pit bull. She's going to survive. <laughs> okay, guys, I hope you've taken something really useful from today. We'll see each other tomorrow. We're going to start doing another topic tomorrow. I think we're going to do quantum leaping. I think we're going to do um, some more energetic practices. But if you guys want me to speak on a specific topic, please let us know because energetics is so wide um, and it's really helpful for us to know what would be useful for you. My focus will be continually. We want to do a long quantum leap. So you guys have got a recording of that as well. And we want to do a few more like energetic shifts just so you have the embodied experience this week. That's really what I want to be highlighting. Um, the action step today is the, the, the process, the meditation that we've done. That will be up for you. Um, today was incredible. I'm excited for tomorrow. Yay, me too. It was so good. The quantum leap sounds great. Okay, I love that. I love the fact that you guys made it, even though it was a bit of a different time. And we'll see each other tomorrow at three. Tomorrow will be three, okay? I do have to take little Maya to the vet, but it's only got to be in the morning. I hope Daniela brings more dances. Dancing is always welcome when we're doing energetics. <laughs> um, and yeah, let us know your shares in, in, the, in the Facebook group. I'm loving that lots of you guys are sharing questions and sharing takeaways in the Facebook group. Uh, it's really beautiful to see you. Natalie says, so excited. Hopefully see you there tomorrow. Okay, that's everything, guys. I'm going to prepare for the talk that I'm doing. I will be there. Okay, big kiss, everyone. I love you all a lot. Thank you for coming today. Ciao.